back to another episode of How to Feel Good. I'm Alex. Thank you so much for being here today. And as usual, I'm letting you know it's getting warmer in Los Angeles. Uh, It was sunny yesterday. It was a beautiful day. Today it is overcast, but we're going to take it. It's getting warmer. This has felt like the longest winter of my life. Every day we're just hoping it doesn't rain. Anyway, weather update off the top complete. Okay, thank you. So Welcome to today's episode. I'm excited about it for a couple of reasons. The first being a dear friend of mine has submitted a question. These last two episodes, I've asked you to submit any questions you're dealing with, grappling with, et cetera, and she did. And so um, I'm going to do it, and then we're going to get into the topic. But of course, her question is going to feed into the topic of today's episode. So let's start with her question, which is um, she has a lot going on in her personal life. She's got a full-time job. Um, and she has experienced some loss, loss of a family member and loss of someone really close to her, um, a pet really close to her. And if you know anyone with amazing dogs in their life, losing an an animal is an absolutely devastating experience. So both have happened to her at once. And so she's feeling super overwhelmed and she's wondering how to get through work. She's got a um, bossed up job, how to kind of, um, balance, juggle both. And here's my answer. She was like, a lot of people are probably going to say compartmentalize and absolutely that's part of it. No question. But here's my take on this. Um, when you, when, when your personal life is going ham, when it is popping off, when it is like dramatic, when there's a lot going on, in my opinion, what I do is I identify the number one lever moving task I need to do every day. Like the one thing that, that I can do that will show progress can deliver, either show my boss, show people, ensure that I am delivering on something for my team. And that's my top priority. That's the only thing I need to do for the day, which sounds crazy perhaps, but I make sure that I do that. And so maybe that means like I function best in the morning. So I just come in power through and get it done by like 11, 12. And really you're done. You're going to kind of fuck around here and there on projects that maybe don't need to be completed that day. And that's it. You prioritize the one thing and you get it done. So you can say you got it done. So people can say, well, she, she did it. And then you do what you need to do. And so let me explain more about what that means. So when I know that things are crazy, I have to get real with myself. And I have to say, because I think really people who work really hard, like my friend, she's got an unbelievable work ethic. And I know this can be hard for really hard workers. You show up and you work eight hours a day, at least there are days you work 10 hours. There are days you work 12 hours and there are going to be days where you work four hours and corporate America plans for that. They account for that. They also account for employees who don't pull their weight at all ever. So on average, those employees like work like five hours all the time. You're a hardworking employee and every now and then you are going to work fewer hours. It's just going to happen. You're going to have a life and you have a life. You are a living, breathing human. You have health and you have family and you need to take care of those sometimes. And it is therefore fine if some days when you are really struggling is you show up and you do your four hours, baby, and then you are done and you deal with your shit and you figure out how you feel about things or you kind of like chew around the sides of whatever needs to get done. But yeah, you might be a little preoccupied with your life and that's okay. 
We are humans and they have employed humans and they very well should know that every now and then something's going to come up and you shouldn't feel guilty about it because those four to five hours of, of work are going to balance out when you work a crazy eight to 10 hour day. It's going to balance out. Or maybe you work a little on the weekends. That's the goddamn truth. And if someone wants to fight me about this or argue, I would be happy to. As someone who spent the majority of her career always overworking in every career, I, I never worked an eight hour day. It was always 10. I can tell you that this is, this is completely acceptable and companies account for it. And you're far more valuable to them if you take the necessary time you need rather than burning out because then they lose someone who is good at what they do, reliable, and could be there for the long term, which is really what they need because this churn and burn of employees is far more expensive to them. So that's how I think people need to start seeing themselves because your corporate employer doesn't care about you that much. And therefore, I think you should take advantage of the fact that you have this flexibility with a salaried role to say, you know what? I worked 10 hours the other day and I'm dealing with grief. I'm dealing with loss. I'm going to take a couple hours here or I'm just going to not be as productive today because I'm going to be lost in thought or I'm going to be going for a walk really to clear my head because it's really hard for me to be here. And that brings me to the next part. If you can take one day off, at least take one day off. And my recommendation during that day off would be to do nothing, to be a little bit bored because grief, unlike other things, grief is really hard and it manifests in very odd ways. And it manifests often. It doesn't manifest immediately. You know, it takes time for your body and your mind to catch up to what's happened. And so I think being bored is a way for you to get really clear on what's happening with you. It's getting to the root of what's up. It's you saying like, how do I really feel? Because I've been coping since getting this really challenging news and I've been maybe doing things I might need to do to like put finances in order or take care of funeral services or whatever. So when you take the true space, it allows the emotion to come through. Or at least you can say, it's so strange. I'm feeling this way and I would never have expected to, but Trust it because grief is not, grief looks nothing like we expect it to. I think you, you know, most people think grief looks like mourning, crying, sadness. It does not, sometimes it does not look like that at all. It can look, it can manifest, like I said, in a completely different way and it can manifest days, weeks, months, years later. So that's why I think doing nothing is really important because it lets it come forward when it doesn't feel safe to come forward and therefore is why it will often manifest in strange or different ways. So I think that's why I'm like, go do some, try to do nothing. Try to really truly bore yourself so you can kind of see what comes through or go do something a little bit mindless, like go to a class or get your nails done or like just lay around. (laughs) Um, I really do recommend that to try to see where you're at, to get an idea of where you're at and then be very gentle with yourself and loving no matter where it turns out you are. Because no, grief doesn't need to look any way. It can look however you want it to. So it's super important that you give yourself the space and the freedom to see where you are and don't judge it. If you end up like going on a shopping spree, cool cool. And then maybe ask like, like why and what, where, where is that coming from? And just try to understand how you're processing 
and don't judge it. Like I said, do not judge it. Just try to understand there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's what I would do in this situation. That's very specific. So like maybe you aren't like my friend and dealing with this loss. Maybe you've just got a ton going on in your personal life. So you're not necessarily dealing with grief, but you do have a ton going on. Your children are taking up all of your time in between work calls. You're hopping on the phone to call the doctor. You're hopping on the phone to deal with paperwork. That's going to happen. And like I said, you should give yourself the freedom if you need it to get that shit done because you're a human, you're a mother, you're a whatever. And it's absolutely fine for you to do that. Don't beat yourself up. Don't say, well, I can't believe I'm not doing this work. It's like, no, you are a human being with a heart and you need to breathe and you need to live and your company needs to understand that. Identify the one big thing so that at the end of the day, you can say, I did this thing. Here, look, I delivered it. Even if you didn't do a bunch of other stuff, smaller stuff, identify the one lever moving task that needs to get done and make sure that gets done. And then, you know, make the intuitive decision for everything else. What do you think of that? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. So please send me more questions like this. I love them. Um, And this kind of segues into our topic for the week, which is about certainty of self and the importance of certainty of who you are, knowing who you are, which I've talked about in the past many times. But this certainty of self has come through more to me, and I want to explain it a little bit more. So in the past, I've talked about how important it is to know yourself. Knowing yourself allows you to determine what is and is not for you and make decisions in your highest good, basically. So you're not like betraying yourself. You're not making shitty choices. You know who you are and your actions match match your words. Um, And I've talked about how that's that's called living in, in integrity and it feels really good once you do it. It can be hard at first, especially if you're used to hiding who you are or if you don't know who you are and you really struggle to show people a certain image, you really want them to perceive you a certain way. But that's like a Band-Aid and it doesn't work. And what you'll find is you just end up being kind of like a flake who no follow through, not a good friend, not a good partner, not a good employee because you're just like unsure of who you are. So you're wandering around and you're not in keeping with your word. And um, yeah, you're a bummer. You suck. (laughs) I'm just thinking of a lot of men I've dated who a lot of men, especially early in my life, earlier in my life when I was like in my 20s for sure. And even my early 30s, a lot of men didn't know who they were. And so they couldn't be in integrity with me because they just truly did not know who they were. And that sucked. But now that I see, you know, we all have dealt with this. So anyway, let's get back to the point. Certainty of self to me means you know what you want. And I only recently really kind of got clear on what I want. In the past couple of months, I've been offered a couple different jobs. It's so funny the way that works. Um, a couple different salary jobs have like kind of come, a- come across my plate. And I've had to say... While this is a great opportunity, I'm committed to building my business and being basically a freelancer. That to me is super important. And I think that that is a real sign of being certain in what you want because I had this opportunity for these jobs that sound really great, good salary, good people, good work, but I am deeply committed to being on my own and having my own business and being able to operate with full autonomy over my life. And so when people come to me, I am able to say, nope, this is where I'm going. And I am certain in that. 
doesn't mean it won't change necessarily, but I know right now that's what I want and I'm not going to compromise even though I was absolutely tempted. Um, and I think that's a good example of the power of certainty and it's taken me a while to get there because I think we're so desperate sometimes to find a solution, to find something new that we'll go for it. And even when it doesn't meet this criteria that's important to us. And so I I have certainly done that. I've jumped at jobs because I'm just like, oh my God, I just want to hire a salary or I just want to be somewhere or I whatever. I just want to get out of my current gig. But the truth is the more like clear you can be about what you want, the better for you and for your long-term goals and and visions. And it will ultimately bring you closer to exactly what you're looking for. Because if you compromise, which I've absolutely done, it just extends the path towards what you really want because you've compromised. So as you're trying to get to the, the big thing at the top of the hill, you've taken a detour and you compromised because you were just like, well, I just want more money. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think that's the power of certainty and really sticking to what you want. Um, Dan Coe, one of my favorite guides, like men, uh, business mentors, said this the other day. He said, um, corporate America, or basically this country, benefits from us, the public workers, being uncertain. Because in uncertainty, we, can, we are a little more fearful and we cling to things like a job and stability, which are important. I get that. But uncertainty keeps us as cogs in the wheel rather than going out on our own. And, and it sounds more uncertain, of course, right? Of course it does. To go out on your own, it doesn't sound like a, a consistent paycheck, all these things. But the truth is, even a salaried job isn't necessarily stable. So I'm going down a different path. <laughs> but my point is that they, corporate America, capitalism, they want us to stay uncertain. So we will continue to stay cogs in the wheel. And it's important to create your own certainty. And that's a certainty of self an understanding of yourself. And like we were talking about earlier with my friend who's dealing with these personal issues and my number one recommendation for her while trying to juggle personal life and a demanding job would be to deeply know who you are and know what you need to do to get done and then do it. So like I know how I work and I know that there are some days where I'm not as effective, I guess. On those days, I say, this is the one thing you're going to do today. And you're going to do it by noon today. And that really works for me on days I'm struggling. So at least I can say, well, and I can point to that at the end of the day at five o'clock, I can say, well, I did this one thing, this big thing. I delivered it. So I'm good. I know that about myself. I know that that is what works best for me. Knowing what works best for you. Knowing what feeds you and what allows you to be your best is so important. And not only knowing, next up is is doing, is implementing because you could know it, but then when the moment arrives like someone offers me a job, I could say fuck it. I got let's take it. No, you got to be true to yourself. You know what's true for you. So now it's time to act that way. It's time for your actions to match your word and for you to 
stay true to that. And that is certainty. And it take, it's taken me a while to get there. I have chosen the faster path rather than the longer route. And now I'm in a good place where I can say, even though this sounds great, I know what's true for me and my actions are going to match my words, my commitment and what I want for me. And it's such a powerful place to be, especially if once you make that decision, you can be okay with it. And I can because I'm like, "Ah, I'm doing exactly what I said I would. And I'm, I know, I know so deeply that being my own boss is so important to me that I cannot compromise that. And so I hope you can get there for yourself. Maybe you're already there, but for me, it was a real struggle because I was constantly being pulled in different directions and you will be pulled in different directions. The universe does that. Society does that, which is why they ben- it benefits us from us being uncertain So we just jump from one thing to the next and continue to be good little employees. When the truth is you need to really rest in knowing who you are and what you want and then making sure that your actions follow that up. When you know who you are and when you know who you want and when you're happy about it and when you're fulfilled by it, it does make those decisions easier. But it's still not like it just happened to me the other day where someone was like, do you want a job? (laughs) And I had to be like, oh, this sounds great. But the truth is I want my own business and I have my own business, but I want freedom. I want autonomy. So and and in that moment, I said, you know, what's best for me is I want to build this business. And even though like I felt nervous to say that. And I felt, I didn't, I almost felt bad because I wanted to say, yeah, we'd be great. Let's work together or something like that. And you really have to say, even if I'm letting someone else down, even if they want me to work for them, I have to fight for myself first. I have to put myself first because like I said, your, your company will not hesitate to replace you when they need to. The company you work for, I should say. So That's why I think it's certainty of self is so important. And like I just articulated, it's not necessarily, I mean, there will be moments where it gets easier, but you'll still feel a little friction sometimes with it, but you're going to want to stay closer to yourself. You're not going to want to rush to like compromise because it won't feel as good. You'll just know that you're taking a detour once again to get to where you want to go. And that could be a different, I'm talking of work as usual, but it could be a partner. Maybe you're like, you know, you want this partner who prioritizes family or who is really supportive of your career. And you keep meeting people who aren't quite there. They, they are not sure if they want a family or they, they, they want a woman, like a wife who stays at home. And you're like, well, maybe I can make it work. And that's compromising, right? That's, and everyone has done this. That's kind of um, eschewing your values. It's uh, silencing what you want in favor of like, well, maybe this will work. And it's fearful, right? You're fearful that you could lose this person in front of you who's almost there towards what you want, but not quite. 
and that's compromising. And while there's nothing wrong with compromising, like in relationships is important. It's you're compromising your values for the, like these values in a person that you want. And that just means like, once again, you're going on a detour instead of going, taking that path straight up the mountain to the top of what you want. There's nothing wrong with it. We've all done it, but I just, that is my frame for this now, as I have seen the way I have myself have done that many times. Well, maybe this will get me there and it will, but it might take you longer because you've compromised what you truly want in favor of being scared that this person in front of you is the best thing you're going to get. There's not something better at the top of the mountain. And there is, but you got to believe you have to be willing to delay the gratification that you're looking for in favor of exactly what you want. And like I said, what you want might change, but right now you know what you want. Right now you have an idea of what is important to you. So you've got to follow that. You've got to stick to your values. You've got to believe that it's possible for you. Once again, it's always so important, that belief part. So certainty of self is it. (laughs) It is knowing what you want and expecting it. And then when you are given anything less than what you want, you have the wisdom, the discernment to say, well, I'm so grateful for this, but it's not quite what I'm looking for. Or maybe you can negotiate. Maybe you can make it work for you. But I think it's really important to say no if it's not what you want, if it's not meeting you where you want to go. And that can be tough for sure. And that's why, once again, Dan Coe's point about, you know, society wants us to be uncertain. So we'll continue to give in. We'll continue to settle. There's a little settling in there and we don't want to settle. We want big things. And so it's really important to get clear, get certain about who you are, what you want. And sometimes it's going to take a reset. Sometimes you're not going to totally know, get quiet, ask yourself questions, really get to the bottom of what you want, feel into it intuitively. That's a huge part of this is the more clear I get about who I am and what I want my intuition gets better and better and better and so and far easier to make decisions I am so much faster with decisions now because I'm paying attention to who I am and what I want and I'm listening and I'm really feeling into it and I'm like this is a yes this is a no so it's practice practice it really feel into yourself and feel into what you're feeling about some like whatever's before you trust yourself that's it for this week's episode let me know what you think I would love to hear from you I hope this was interesting I hope um I hope you're liking the question and answer session send me your questions I'd love to answer them here on the podcast and thank you so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode okay thanks bye